listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Sit, stay, come. Yeah, I know, I know. That's the ABCs of dog training. But even your dog might regard them as, you know, ah, yawn. So basic, so boring. But what if you could jazz training up a bit? Like maybe teach your dog to roll himself in a blanket. Or jump rope with you. Or even tidy up his toys after play. All of this is possible and even more. There is a born trickster inside your dog just wiggling to get out and thrive. And our special guest today is living testament to that claim. She is, in my humble opinion, the world's best when it comes to teaching dogs and their people how to perform creative dog tricks. Let's give big pause and applause to the one and only Kira Sundance. Hey, welcome to the show, Kira. Oh, thanks, Arden. It's good to talk to you again. I know. I miss you, girl. We're going to play ketchup <laughs> on the show, and I'm not talking about putting ketchup on your hot dog, folks. <laughs> now, Kira wears a lot of collars in the pet world. She's an internationally best-selling author. She's a world-acclaimed stunt dog show performer, a celebrity dog trainer, and she's a proud pet parent to a, a couple of dogs who, in my opinion, must feel like they won the puppy lottery to be partnered with her. Kira is here today to unleash some tips on how you and your dog can learn new tricks. So, hey listeners, you know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is multi-talented celebrity dog trainer and author, Kira Sundance. Yes, I'm talking about the Kira Sundance, the author of 101 Dog Tricks and more. There's a bunch of books and CDs and DVDs out there. She is the gal who bow-wowed audiences on The Ellen Show, The Tonight Show, and she's got a couple of new dog trick training kits we're going to talk a little bit about. They're called Where's the Ball? 
and time to go out. But more importantly, we want to get into the mind of how do you get a dog to perform a trick and be willing, engaging, and have a blast? Kira is a master at that. You know, Kira, it's been a few years, I think, since we connected. I'm trying to remember. I think I was catching your act at a pet expo in L.A. Your booth was just stacked with people. And uh, I had at the time, I think, my Golden Retriever Husky Mix, Chipper, whose only trick at the show was being able to find the potty patio grass and be able to leave her pee mail for other dogs. That was my dog's trick. You know, Arden, I was before a phone call, I was trying to remember, too, where we had met some kind of pet expo. And my memory of the expo was your booth was packed and you had like, I don't know, 13 books or something. And I remember going, wow, 13 books. How does anyone write that many? Are you ready? Are you sitting down, Carrot? I just finished my 26th pet book. That's amazing, Arden. They're only one page long. That's it. That's the secret. (laughs) One page long. Get it? Got it? Gone. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, but now we got to talk about the other stars in your entourage. And we're talking about J.D. and Kimba. Tell people, give a little 411 on them. So, I don't know if you hear that squeaking in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Par for the course in our job. So, yeah, J.D. is a seasoned performer. Uh, She's a Weimaraner, and she's about six years old. And Kimba is a brand-new addition. She is four and a half months old, and she's um, squeaking right here and has already (laughs) learned a whole bunch of tricks. Is she a Weimaraner as well? Yeah, that's kind of my breed. All, all my dogs are wines. Why is that? Tell me a little bit, because it's just such a fun, easy dog breed to pronounce. You know, Arden, I had a Weimaraner growing up. That was my childhood dog. And right. my theory is that there's something about your childhood dog that just really ingrains in you. Yeah. <laughs> and so when it came time, you know, when I was older and it came time to get a dog, that was the dog I want. And now at this point, it's, you know, I love all dogs, but there's something about Weimaraners that just like, to me, it looks like a person and is so expressive, and I just identify really closely with them. So, eh. Well, I, they got those eyes. I mean, seriously, serious, expressive eyes. I mean, I'm, like, ready to give them my PIN card number for my ATM. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I'll tell you anything. What do you think about their eyes? That's quite a feature. Yeah, they even, um, the Weimaraner's nickname is the Grey Ghost. And people, I've had had random children just sort of look at my dog and say, oh, it looks like a ghost. Like they've never heard that nickname before and they just come up with that on their own. Somehow I think it looks like a person's face or something, but I mean, every breed has their own thing. Now, did you grow up in uh, California or where did you come from? Where did you come yeah. from out of the womb? <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, California, Orange County. And then when I was a kid, we lived in uh, in Belgium for a couple of years. Um, which wow. Is really great. I mean, yeah, just beautiful forests and, and great places for dogs to live because it's, you know, how Europe has a lot less leash laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really liberal laws about taking your dogs to restaurants, letting your dogs run free and stuff. So it was a really nice life for her there. Well, what I understand, and I was in Germany a few times, the Germans say, hey, you can bring your kids to the restaurant when they become as well-behaved as your dogs. And that there's a lot of dogs sitting under tables right now in Germany while people are, you know, having a a stein of beer or whatever or a brat and the dogs are behaving. So there's something about the dogs in Europe. They seem to be better behaved without a leash sometimes even. Yeah, you know what, though? They've got a lot less dogs per capita. You know, that's kind of the problem here is just once you get too many of them, you just, you know, lose control. So, you know, were you trying to be a brain surgeon as a child or, you know, what motivated you to get into the realm of going to the dogs in such a great way? I mean, your whole training philosophy is positive and 
playful and and with a purpose. It's the three P's. I got to talk about P because we're talking about dogs. But, you know, you've got a good mindset when it comes to being a, you're like the teacher I want to be. I want to bark and have four legs and come back and be your dog. Is that all right? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, Arden, I think with really, you know, top-notch trainers, you're going to find that, especially the more experience they have, they just become more and more positive trainers. And I think it's it's often sort of the uh, the newbie trainers that feel frustration. They don't know how they're supposed to handle a situation, and they come down too hard on the dog. They expect the dog to already know it or to obey them or the dog's disrespecting you or something. And you know this. After you've spent many years in the field of training dogs, you just start to realize that the things they're doing are not <laughs> purposefully trying to frustrate you, right? No, and, no. And that coming down on them is not the way to handle it. You basically have to just repeat things hundreds of times. And you just you get to a point you know, in your career where things don't annoy you like they used to when you were a newbie. And you're like, yeah, that's just the way it goes. They pee in the house for the first <laughs> four weeks. And you just yeah. clean it up and move on and clean it up and move on. And eventually they're going to get potty trained or whatever you know, little challenge they're having at the time. And I that one comes to mind because I have a puppy right now. So Yeah. Just, what made you say Kimba's the one and how did you pick the name? I love the name. Oh, my gosh. You know, Arden, I'm one of those people that had my list of puppy names for like, you know, <laughs> two months beforehand. You know, you're so excited about the new puppy and you're going over all the names. And, of course, when you have registered dog names, you've got that neat thing where you've got their whole long registered right. name. And then you try and have like this clever little shortened call name from them. So I had my list, and I had my list, and I had my list, and then once I got the puppy, I picked a name just right, like, completely off the list. So basically, I don't know if you remember from the 60s, there was that cartoon, Kimba the White Lion. Oh, yeah. Now, of course I don't remember that. Oh, no, no, no. I know, no, we're not that old. Um, (laughs) Kimba the White Lion was a vegetarian lion that didn't want to eat his friends, right? He was like this little (laughs) lion cub. And when I got Kimba, she was she just had this little lion strut. Like she would walk around like I'm king of the jungle. <laughs> it just seemed it just seemed really right for her. And uh, how is she getting along with uh, JD? Is JD saying what you brought home? You know, what? It's so fun to watch the older dogs with the with the younger dogs. So you know that there is something called puppy license. When puppies are really young, they can get away with murder. They can take food from the older dog. They can take toys from the older dog. They can bite them. They can do whatever. And the older dogs let them get away with everything. And then there comes a point when the puppies are, I don't know, five months, six months old, where we say the puppy license runs out. And all of a sudden, the adults are like, no, (laughs) that ain't going to fly anymore. (laughs) So I've been watching. Puppy license has not run out yet. And I keep watching because I'm going, oh, you just wait. It's not going to be very long now before she's going to strike back at you. But for now, she's just jumping all over J.D. And you did. We do want to give a little salute to the very, very famous Chelsea. I mean, that was that was your dog that kind of put you on the map. So let's do a little, a little say hi to the late great Chelsea. Oh, thanks, Arden. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea is the dog from my book, One Hundred and One Dog Tricks. And if you've ever seen that book, it's all full of photos of you know step by step, sort of how to how to teach all the different tricks. And that's my Weimaraner Chelsea's in most of those photos. So that's how a lot of people got to know her. Now, you guys kind of went around. I mean, is this right? Did I read this right? You and Chelsea performed for the King of Morocco in Marrakesh? Seriously? Yeah, Not weird. Marrakesh, Kentucky, right? We're talking in Morocco, right? I know. 
it's um, cause we do um, professional stunt dog shows around the country and, you know, a couple international places. And we got this call from the Moroccan ambassador that said <laughs> he wanted us to come out and perform for the king. And I'm like, all right, well, let me call you back. And, and I called him back. And I'm like, oh, I looked into it. And, you know, there's all these, what do you call them? Quarantines you know, or? Quarantines. All these quarantine yeah. rules that, you know, they've got to have shots. They've got to be quarantined for so many months. And then, you know, I didn't want my dog to fly in cargo. The dog was going to have to fly in the cabin or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's not going to work. And, you know, there's quarantine. He's like, oh, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, well, I need my dog to fly inside the plane. And he's like, right. oh, the king owns the airline. So the dog <laughs> <will> fly. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, good to be the king. <laughs> yeah. So how did that, how was that? I mean, how long of a flight? And was Chelsea being a booze hound? I don't know. How did she behave? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a complete trip experience because they don't tell you anything. You got these, you know, those, I call them secret service guys in the suits yeah. and the sunglasses, and they don't tell you where you're going. They don't tell you when you're going to perform. It's just like you stay at this hotel and you stay here, and then we will come get you when, you know, <laughs> you think so. Everything. And, you know, I told them my husband needed to come with me because the whole Good. thing is yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, so I got through it. And how did Chelsea like the king? So actually, he was super, he's called, like, his nickname is the Cool King, because he's oh. sort of younger and more, you know, in with technology and stuff like that. So honestly, all said, and then it was a birthday party for the crown prince, who was like a little kid at the time. He's like five uh-huh. years old or something. And all said and done, it was like every other kid's birthday party I've ever done. Just, you know, super, super catered and fancy and whatever. But it's kids, it's adults, they watch the show, they participate, they play with the dog, just like any normal kid would. Oh, man. The King and Chelsea. I can just see the movie. Move over, (laughs) Yul Brenner. Hey, everybody. We're speaking with Kira Sundance. She is, to me, the best creative dog trick trainer on the planet. And a lot of dogs are going, yeah, yeah, give them paws up, give them paws up. And we're going to find out a little bit more. But what I really like is that she helps us, mere mortals of all ages, with her books because they give you step-by-step photographs. She does has a lot of DVDs. We're going to talk a little bit about a few tricks after we pay for this show. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free, and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. 
PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Joyce DeWitt, you may remember me from Three's Company, inviting you to have the good sense to tune in to the adorable, amazing Arden Moore on Behave on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have in the house Kira Sundance. She's a great stunt dog show performer, celebrity dog trainer, best-selling author, and actually just a cool chick. And she has a couple of Weimariners by the name of J.D. and Kimba. And Kimba's in training. So all of you folks, she doesn't just have the dogs. They don't come out born tricksters. And what I like in your new kits that you got, where's the ball? And time to go out. You have these little booklets in there, Kira, that give people help. But I like who your models are. They're children. Tell us the importance of how it is to have kids learn how to do specific tricks with their dogs. Well, I'll tell you, Arden, I spent years, I coach some of the local 4-H groups with the kids. I spent years working with them. And in a lot of ways, kids are actually better dog trainers than adults. (laughs) (laughs) Because kids take direction very well. You know, you tell them, you tell them, hold the treat here, do this, and they can do it. Adults somehow have this preconceived idea of what they want to do, and it's, it can be hard sometimes to get them out of that cycle. Like, no, right. let's, let's do it this way. So kids actually work with dogs very well. And something about their height and the way they feel almost on equal levels with the dog works out really well, too. They're like, they don't baby the dog. They don't think it's like this cute little thing. They're like, it's like an equal to them. Those, a lot of those pictures came out. I have a, a brand new book out called 101 Dog Tricks Kids Edition. Oh, nice. Okay. 101 Tricks, Games, and Crafts that kids and dogs can do together. And it's all photographic and all has photos of step-by-step of like how the kids can do this with their dog. And how do they get their paws on a copy? 101 Dog Tricks Kids Edition. It's bookstores everywhere or Amazon. Or do more with your dog.com. Or my website, yes. So you must have some amazing photographer because when you're trying to do step-by-step, you have to really make sure that us little two-leggers can figure out what you're doing. But how do you, do you have like a, a studio or something? Where do you do your photoing in the books? I love them. I do have an amazing photographer. So the first, my first books were all done by the famous photographer, Nick Saglam Benny. And he's mm-hmm. the guy that does um, like Kim Kardashian's photos. Oh, okay. <laughs> he does all the pretty girls and, and all that. And um, he's like a, a close friend of mine. So he did our first couple books. And the most recent books are done by his studio, not actually him himself. But yeah, you're exactly right. It's so important to get that actual moment where you're seeing how the luring is going on and how the dog is reacting. And let's do a trick and have a little fun. You can pick, but, you know, on your videos, you've got one where you got a dog rolling in a blanket. you got a dog, you know, putting trash away or fetching a soda. You want to do a, one of your tricks and just kind of give us a step-by-step just maybe to help us learn what we're paying attention to? And I put you on the spot. I didn't mean to if I did. No, no, I'm, I'm like running through trying to think of a key one. Okay, here's like a new trick that I've been okay. working with my dogs. And it's one that dogs kind of love and Kimba kind of loves. And it's called footsies. Footsies. Okay. okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. Drum roll. Thank we have you. a really high tech uh, special effects here in our studio. Okay, go ahead. Take so, it away, okay. Kira. So. 
um, dog comes behind you through your legs and then puts one paw on each of your feet, right? Okay. So he stands on your feet like that. So what you do is you use a treat and you, you use it to lure your dog from behind you and kind of through your legs till he's halfway through your legs. Keep moving that treat until he accidentally steps on one of your feet. As soon as he accidentally steps on, right at that exact instant, you want to say, good, and pop that treat in his mouth, okay? okay. <laughs> so you keep doing that. Keep using the treat to lure him through your legs, get him to accidentally step on your foot, and here's the really important part. At the exact instant that he steps on your foot, you say good and pop that treat in your mouth. It's all about timing with trick training. If you can give them the treat at the exact right instant, that's how they learn. Nice. And what are some good treats? And talk about the size of the treat. Because I've seen people like give a whole bag of treats to a dog. I'm like, really? I don't think that's the Cura Sundance way. <laughs> they don't need much at all. I tell you, they need like, well, my dogs are a little bit bigger. I was going to say a pea size piece. So maybe mm-hmm. my dogs get like a pea and a half size piece. <laughs> But they're very little pieces. But because you're giving treats so often, like with that footsies one, you give a treat, you know, five seconds later, another treat, five seconds later, another treat, so it adds up for them. Yeah. And the best treats to use are like things that um, have a lot of smell to them. So you don't want to use hard treats or kibble, but that's boring, right? Right. You want to use like ham or pizza crust or little bits of chicken or little bits of steak or those, you know, smelly dog treats from the store. Just those tend to be a little bit more expensive if you're paying like, you know, $9 for a bag of soft treats versus if you just have something in your refrigerator that you could use instead. You know, often if you've got leftovers that are going to end up being thrown out anyway, just Mm -hmm. use those as dog treats. And uh, with your tricks, are you just like sitting around blowing bubbles with bubble gum going, I think I can make my dog do this. Your dogs have walked on big wheels. They push grocery carts, but you you have to kind of build up, don't you? Build up the steps. Yeah. And, you know, my book called 101 Dog Tricks, that's like the big seller book. That's the one right. that's in like 22 languages and whatever. And that one has difficulty ratings for all the tricks. So it's like, you know, that's easy, good. intermediate, advanced, and expert. But it also has all these build-on activities. So, like, you know, it's got, like, prerequisites and build-on. So if you first teach your dog paws up, which is, like, you know, two paws on top of a little footstool, mm-hmm. then the next step from there you could teach him to skateboard because the first step in skateboarding is getting him to put two paws on that skateboard. Then oh. we teach him to get that third paw on there. So it's neat. Like, once you have a lot of these foundations, like, you know, paws up or touching something with his nose or pulling a rope or something, once you've taught mm-hmm. him to pull a little rope, now you tie the rope onto a door and you teach him to open a door. Or you tie the rope onto his toy box and he can open his toy box. (laughs) So it's neat kind of once you get these like little basic things, you're like, oh, I don't need to teach my dog to pull on a rope. That's lame. Well, no, because then you could translate that into a bunch of really cool tricks. And do you see literally smoke coming out of your dog's ears when they're like jazzed about learning? Uh, Oh, my gosh, Arden, that is like the funnest thing. When there's this point when the light bulb kind of goes off for them and they're kind of getting it and you're laughing and they're laughing and you're both like so proud of yourselves together, like you've Mm -hmm. accomplished this mutual goal and it's just like the, the happiest feeling, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you're on any antidepressants. I think you got your Prozac with your pups, with Kimba, Kimba and uh, JD. I mean, you probably, you know, think about what's happening to you, too, being able to work with your dogs and not just do a whole hum sit and stay, right? 
You know, it is, and I'm not at all dissing obedience stuff because I right. spent years in obedience, in competitive obedience, and it's a really, you know, important and great skill to have. But there's no difference between obedience and trick training. It's all training that we do. I kind of define just the word itself, you know, a trick versus like a command. It's really in the attitude of the handler. So okay. if you tell the attitude, you have to you know, give a command to your dog and command him to sit or command him to, to heal versus if you tell the owner, oh, we're going to do a trick and the trick is set. Okay, they just go into it with a different attitude, right? Right, right. Well, what I do is sometimes I have a little dog, Cleo, and a big husky mix named Chipper. And I found out with Cleo, I thought sit was so boring. So I say park it. And she does. <laughs> she shifts in to park. And the kids seem to like it. I'm, I'm no Kira, don't worry. But I think that there's a little bit of show dog in every dog, don't you think? Because when they do it and they see the kids laugh, don't you think they're getting into it? They actually get proud of themselves. And I've got <laughs> um, like our little our little training playground with right. the balance beams in the barrels. And sometimes I'll just be walking through the house and I'll see my dog out there on her own, like <laughs> walking across the balance beam. She's like, really? This is my thing. Yes. And it, it, just, it just makes me laugh when I see that. Do you ever create a trick based on just seeing something your dog likes and then saying, well, maybe I can train my dog to do X. you have an example? Pardon, that's the best way to do it. Um, oh, my okay. husband actually coined a phrase, which is every dog has a trick in them. You just have to find it. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, like you just talk to people, like random people, and they're like, oh, my dog does the funniest thing. He blows bubbles. <laughs> like not something they ever taught it to do, but just like this weird thing that he does or, or he, <laughs> he shoots rubber bands or something like that. Yeah. And like, dude, that is totally a trick. You need to like cultivate that because that's awesome. Now, what about... About the C-A-T's in the world. I got a little orange tabby that will come when you call her, him. He's just turned one years old. He will sit and I say touch paws and he'll reach up with no claws and touch paws. And he walks on a harness and leash. Now, have you ever tried to train a cat or what's your deal on them? Ultimate respect to you, Arden. <laughs> Anybody who can train a cat, ultimate respect. No, I, actually, I never have. This cat lives with five dogs. So I just want him to know he's he's got a little dog canine gene in him. So it's our secret, Kira, that Casey is part dog. Don't tell him he's a feline. Well, you know, my uh, Do More With Your Dog actually yeah. does uh, certifications. We do trick dog titles. So oh, okay. So like, your dog you know, X number of tricks off of a list. He can get a yeah. novice trick dog titler, intermediate trick dog titler, whatever. Oh, so cool. over the years, we've had a few people actually train their cats and oh. get their trick <laughs> dog title or trick cat title. And we've had one or two horses. Really? And I think a guinea pig got his title. And there was a chicken that was trying to get the title. I don't think the chicken ever finally got enough tricks, but he had a few tricks on him. The chicken was like, I laid an egg on that trick. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I mean... But that's pretty cool. But see, that's good, though. So how do people find out more about you? And if they do want to get into teaching their dog some trick training and maybe even get a title or two, tell us a little bit more about how they can do that. You know what's a great thing we've got going now? We've got, if you're on Facebook, uh-huh. we've got free what are called spark classes. So they're month-long dog tricks classes. 
that nice. you can participate in, and everyone is coached by a certified trick dog instructor, and they make videos of, like, you know, the tricks that you're going to teach for that week, and they'll do, like, two tricks per week, and they uh-huh. make a video, and they show you how to teach it, and then everybody tries it together, and they post their videos, and show oh, how nice. it's going, and, and encourage it. So, yeah, they're really, they're so much fun, and there have been, like, I don't know, 700 people or something that have gone through those classes and earned their titles. How um, do they find this on your Facebook? Where is that? Go to my website, which is domorewithyourdog.com, and then there's a menu item for, like, online trick classes. And just okay, go down and cool. have a list of the, of the classes. I refer. Yeah, they actually just started. Well, they start every month on the first of the month, so you can, you can grab the next session. So I may have written 26 pet books. Whoopee, you have created a whole industry. You're using all medias. That's pretty brilliant. I'm applauding you. I'm, I'm giving you pause up on that. That's a lot of work. I mean, it's one thing to teach a dog a trick, but you've had to do quite a bit with the business side. Yeah, well, you know, when it's something you love, if it's working, you know, you're doing a dog company, how can you, <laughs> how can you complain about that? There are worse things I could be doing. Is there anything you want to talk about that's coming up maybe in the next month or two if people want to tune in or anything? You got something? We've got these um, kits, and I want them to know where's the ball and time to go out. And, folks, where's the ball actually has a ball in it, and it, you're trying to teach the dog a little bit about memory, and there's these little toy bales, and then time to go out. We've got the, uh, you know, the little bells on a rope, so if your dog can say, <clears throat> I can't wait for the commercial break. I need to go out now. Actually, these, yeah, so these new kit products are like these little boxes that have a little instructional booklet, and then they've yeah. got the little, the little toys or whatever that go along with teaching your dog stuff. So if, you know, time to go out, we're teaching him to ring a bell when he needs to go out, and it comes with the doggy bells, and it comes with the, the little strap to teach him how to open up a door and stuff like that. And I'll tell you, Arden, I, these, these kits just came out like two weeks ago or something. Oh, okay. I'm really excited about them. We're going to be doing more because... I just think kind of our culture nowadays, like, you know, getting a book with 101 tricks, uh, that's so daunting. It's <laughs> just <laughs> so much more. Bite-sized yeah. yeah, you just have this one. It's a box. It has five tricks, and it has everything you need to teach those five tricks just in one box. And frankly, Arden, it's like it's the same price as the book with 101 tricks, but I think people just like sort of this bite size. Yeah, because you can box. get overwhelmed. I mean, seriously, and, yeah. and you're being smart in how you're packaging it. You're actually setting the two-leggers up for success because you make it, it more manageable for us. And you know what else about, like, my books, like 101 Dog Tricks? It has a lot of extraordinary tricks, like, you know, get me a soda from the fridge or something right. like that. And people open it up, and they're like, oh, I want to teach that one. Well, okay, that's not really setting you up for success. No. You know, <laughs> you, it, don't, don't start with that trick. Like, <laughs> And so I worry that people will, like, you know, pick these really outrageous tricks, and then it won't work, and then they get frustrated, and they give up on it. So I like the idea of these kids, which is like, this is actually a achievable this is you know we give you what you need you got the instruction it's easy and it's going to work for you well i tried to get chipper to do my taxes this year but she balked at the notion so i'm I'm kind of bummed that's that's what i'm talking about arden start with the easy ones (laughs) yeah yeah well hey everybody we're talking to kira sundance she is an amazing dog trick trainer and 
She's like Dog's best friend. It's kind of cool to have. We need more Kira's in the world. Totally. I want you to dash over to her website after the show. It's uh, domorewithyourdog.com. Check out these little dog kits. I mean, this is great because it's like five tricks in a box and you and your kids or grandkids can work together with the dog in your life. And together, who knows? You might be end up on the Ellen Show or Tonight Show. You never know. At this time also, I want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. And Kira, I just applaud you. You're making this a better planet for pets and their people. Thanks, Arden. Thanks for having me. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.